Welcome, and thank you for listening to Muskegon History and Beyond with the Lakeshore Museum Center. As springtime is upon us, baseball is in the air, and museum archivist Jeff Bessinger brings us a story about one of the most famous baseball players to ever play in Muskegon. Just under two months ago, professional baseball players began the annual ritual of spring training in Florida and Arizona. The smack of a bat connecting with a ball rings in a new season of baseball and tells us that spring is here and summer is just around the corner. As the gray clouds of winter are replaced by the sunny skies of the new season, children and adults search for forgotten baseballs and gloves of the previous summer and head outside to play a sport referred to as America's pastime. There may be some arguments against that connotation, but do not tell that to those donning the ball caps and gloves. Just like other cities and towns across America, children and adults are taking up the same ritual Muskegon. As the new baseball season lingers around the corner for youth, school, collegiate, and semi-professional leagues, quiet, desolate ballparks are transformed into a hub of excitement. The history of this annual ritual began early in the history of Muskegon, although not on the same scale. Today, baseball clinics are held indoors during the winter months, and training centers are opened all year round, enabling the sport of baseball to be played and practiced at any time. Just like our famed lakes, baseball fields have been a familiar sight in Muskegon. At any time during the spring and summer, one has to drive only a little way to find a ball game being played. The early ball players did not have that luxury. A sparsely populated area in the early days required the players to travel to neighboring cities to play games. A simple road trip of today to a neighboring community could have meant a day-long trip at that time. As the population of Muskegon swelled during the lumbering era, more teams formed to play the popular game and ballparks popped up throughout the city and county. Arguably, the most iconic field, Marshfield, is still in use today. Built in 1913, the ballpark has been host to players from youth leagues to the professional leagues. During the summer of 1950, the Muskegon Clippers, a New York Yankees minor league team, played their whole games at Marshfield. In July, a little-known 21-year-old African-American player named Elson Howard joined the team. Little did the people watching Elston play, or his teammates know, that they were witnessing a player who would go on to have a legendary career in baseball. Elston Howard was born in St. Louis, Missouri in 1929. In school, he excelled in athletics, starring in track, football, basketball, and baseball. Colleges took notice of Elston's athletic abilities and recruited him. However, Elston turned down the offers. Instead, opting to sign a contract to play baseball with the famous Kansas City Monarchs of the Negro Leagues. For the next three years, Elston played under the legendary Buck O'Neill. 1950 was his last with the Monarchs. That year, Elston roomed and played alongside the future Chicago Cub and Hall of Famer Ernie Banks. That same season, the New York Yankees signed Elston to a minor league contract, along with his teammate Frank Barnes. The two players were sent to Muskegon to play for the Central League Muskegon Clippers the Yankees single-A farm team. They were both the first African-Americans to play ball for the Clippers. On July 26, 1950, Elston took the field for the first time playing left field. He played 54 games with the Clippers, hitting 283 with 9 home runs and 52 hits. Frank Barnes played in 15 games and finished with an 8-4 record as a pitcher. Elston was out of baseball for the next two years when he was drafted into the U.S. Army. In 1953, he returned to baseball and was promoted to the Kansas City Blues, the Yankees' AAA team. He played 139 games that season in left field and catcher. 
He finished the season with a 286 batting average, 142 hits, 70 RBI, and 10 home runs. The following year, 1954, the Yankees invited Elson to spring training. Throughout his playing career, he played mostly left field while occasionally taking the field at first base and catcher. However, the Yankees planned on converting Elson from an everyday outfielder into a catcher. Some questioned the move of converting Elston to catcher, since the team had future Hall of Famer Yogi Berra and the great Charlie Silvera behind the plate. Many believed that it was done to keep Elston off the roster. Either way, Elston was sent to the Toronto Maple Leafs of the International League. Always the consummate professional, Elston did not let the move affect his play on the field. He had his best season in the minors with Toronto in 1954. In 138 games, Elston hit 330 with 22 home runs and 109 RBI. At the end of the season, Elston was named MVP of the International League. With his remarkable play, Elston was proving he belonged on a major league roster. The Yankees took notice and sent Elston to play winter ball in Puerto Rico, where he continued to shine on the field. The Yankees invited Elston to spring training in 1955 amidst pressure to integrate the team. He continued to play remarkably, making it hard for the Yankees to keep him off the roster. On March 21st, all of the hard work paid off when it was announced that Elston made the team. He was the first African American to don the famous pinstripes. Three weeks later on April 14th, Elston took the field for the first time as a Yankee at Fenway Park in Boston. He came into the game as a sub playing left field. During his only at-bat of the game, Elston singled and knocked in a run. His first start in Yankee Stadium came on April 28th. He played left field and went 3-for-5 at the plate with two runs and two RBIs. He played 97 games that season and hit 290 with 10 home runs and 43 RBI. The season was the beginning of a remarkable career for Elston, one that is often overlooked. Elston played 12 and a half seasons with the Yankees and finished his playing career with the Boston Red Sox in 1968. He won four World Series with the Yankees and was named to the All-Star team 12 times. In 1963, Elston became the first African American to win the American League MVP award. He finished the season with a 287 batting average, 28 home runs, and 85 RBIs. He also won the first of two Gold Glove awards, given to each player that played superior defense at each position. The following season, he won his second Gold Glove. Elson's play on the field and in the batter box were only part of what made him a special player. His knowledge of the game helped elevate him to a MVP caliber player, and a day after his retirement in 1968, the Yankees signed Elson to be their first base coach. He was the first African-American coach in the American League. Elston coached for the Yankees for the next 10 years and was instrumental in two more World Series championships. Failing health prevented Elston from coaching after the 1978 season. In mid-December 1980, Elston Howard passed away. In recognition of Elston the player and the person, the Yankees retired his number 32 in 1984.